0: to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, I'm Smith. I'm Michael Morey.
1: And I'm Missy Lonsinger.
0: And this week we're here to talk about Joker, the uh, new DC movie, uh, we'll see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what that means as far as the universe is concerned, uh, written and directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix as uh, Joker. Joker. The... <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know who Joker is. That's <laughs> I don't
0: need to. And it's it's all about how Joker is Joker. Then yep. <laughs> it's over. it's yep. the plot description. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it's uh yeah it's like a grounded take on like it's like inspired by Scorsese movies and Taxi Driver, um and just like just like any gritty like seventies New York crime drama basically is. Represented in in this movie, um, and it's it's about this uh, kind of lonely weirdo um, named Arthur Fleck who decides he likes killing people a whole bunch. Then the movie's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Missy, we'll start with you. What did you think of Joker?
1: So, I did actually enjoy the film, even though, as you described the plot, I'm like, yeah, that really was all that we watched. I... Okay, like, I enjoyed it and I didn't. I thought it was, like, the scenes, a lot of scenes were really well done. I thought Joaquin Phoenix's performance was really good. Um, I thought Todd Phillips' direction of him was was really good, especially considering all I'd really seen was the Hangover trilogy. And so Mm -hmm. when I saw that he was directing, I was like, oh, it can't be the same guy. Um, But I thought it was good. Um, So I was very unsettled. I was very uncomfortable. But I left the theater, like, feeling a lot of things which films haven't made me do in a while like a lot of the stuff we've seen so far this year has Mm -hmm. been fairly that bit or whatever um and this was like visceral so there it, it made me think it made me want to discuss so for that i really appreciated the film not like my favorite film of all time but i appreciated what it did as far as art and making me want to talk about it and feel things and think through things
2: so that's my thought
0: cool mike what did you think
2: I thought technically it's a really good movie in the sense of the cinematography, the art direction, the the way it was directed, the way it was acted was all great. Um, I think that the story wasn't all there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like I think that maybe the broad strokes of the story is there, but when it came to the actual like dialogue and filling in the motivations, it was actually very threadbare yeah. and kind of assuming that would go along with it more than actually justifying itself which we can get into later that kind of let it down to me because I kind of felt like it was losing me toward the end mm-hmm. uh whereas I feel like the, the beginning of it was pretty strong it, it's kind of just began to meander at the end um, and peter out I, st- I want to say I liked it but honestly I go back and forth on it <laughs> um I think I liked it for the good qualities but I also felt indifferent and Kind of empty by the end, and maybe you could say there's an argument that that was what I was trying to do, but I'm thinking of a different kind of empty where I kind of felt like, what was the point of that? <laughs> like, like like what what were we trying to say about anything? Because I felt like at the end it wasn't really saying anything, and it was just like a really vapid, yet artful, but not really artful, like attempting to be art exercise.
0: Yeah. Uh, i mean yeah i like we were talking about nightmare before christmas before this and like mike you asked us what we thought about it and i said it's pretty good that's the end of my thoughts like that's how i feel about joker like it was a good movie and i enjoyed my time with it and Mm -hmm. i thought joaquin phoenix was you know pretty good yeah pretty good actor Mm -hmm. um surprise good actor turned in another good performance um but that's kinda all like it, it doesn't it's not capital letters about as much as people have made it seem. Mm. Yeah, or people have imputed
2: a lot. Right. Well okay, movie. so here's yeah,
0: here's the thing with this movie. Um, because the idea is that it's like pushing a dangerous ideology, but and it's weird because both sides are saying this about mm-hmm. that it's pushing this idea about the other that's because the movie's ultimately super hollow so whatever the movie's about is whatever you believe right in yeah. real life like, whatever you put into it yeah whatever yeah it's it's cargo shorts the movie <laughs>
2: all right all right <laughs> like it
0: just I has all you. these it just has all these like empty pockets you can just <laughs> insert whatever idea you want to that confirms whatever ideology you already pre-subscribed to before you went into the movie yeah right now what i will say is there's an argument to be made that i think that is on paper a good thing because the joker isn't about a side mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm historically right Right. like he is he is just chaos embodied so Mm -hmm. the idea that hey you know there's this sort of like left-leaning like clown occupy wall street movement Mm -hmm. and he likes the attention from that he doesn't even endorse it in the movie you know towards the end he's like i'm not part of the protest i don't really believe in anything." but he likes that he's being paid attention to that's all that that is all that he exists for is to be paid attention to because he felt like he was not getting attention Mm -hmm. before that and then the people who do lean to the left say oh well then he's an incel like alt-righty guy and it's like well yeah he kind of is both of those things because he's none of those things Yeah. yeah So it I think that's where the the real kind of fine line with the movie exists and it's not particularly well executed, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like it it kind of is. I think it's like what you said, like the dialogue and motivations are not really there to support yes. the idea of not believing in anything. Mm-hmm. Um But they're also not there to support either ideology on, like, any side of the political spectrum, which is kind of a strength, but then the ultimate, I'm gonna be, like, divorced from humanity view of it is also not good. Mm. Yeah.
2: Right. I think, (laughs) so, getting back to, like, my analogy, since we're going on the cargo shorts thing, I'm going back (laughs) to my analogy, which is, like, broad strokes. Yeah. I think, like, the broad strokes of this movie is that it's a pretty good movie, and I think that, like, the fine details get lost, but you can still make, like, a good picture with even broad strokes if you know how to do it right. Sure. So, like, I kind of, like, it's almost like abstractionist kind of like, it somehow works in spite of itself, but when you, like, get into the nitty-gritty of it, like, I don't feel like there's a lot of things in the plot that, like, really work, <laughs> or motivations, or... I mean, just to go and take one thing, for example. Like, I'm not really sure I buy into this, like, whole thing of where a late-night comedian goes and plucks, like, a video of some guy in some stand-up bar bombing. In 1981!
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and,
2: and like, mercilessly, like, destroys him. And, like, everyone's, like, howling and thinks it's the greatest thing ever, like, that this guy's getting ripped to shreds. Like, all, like, the jokey stuff and Mm -hmm. in the movie, like, doesn't actually, like, seem funny to me. So, like, I don't really buy into this, like, idea that any of these guys being, like, hilarious to people. Right. And so the confrontation at the end also feels, like, very contrived. Like, they really go and try to seek out this guy they mercilessly mocked on TV who clearly has, like, some sort of issue. Right. I think that he would be, like, entertaining for anybody to watch. Like, there's just a lot of things like that. It adds up over the entire movie where I'm just thinking, Mm -hmm. this doesn't really feel like the script or the dialogue and the motivations are earning this particular story beat. Like, I get where they're going with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, I'm trying to buy into it, but I don't feel like the movie justified itself with it.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you were saying about, like, the dialogue and everything else, and I think you were both hitting on it, like, it occurred to me towards the end of the film that I feel like Joaquin Phoenix didn't actually have that many lines that most of the shots were just weird shots of him, like, messing with his mouth. Right. Or, or dancing. dancing. Yeah. Or doing stuff like kinda that. And laughing. And I, I kind of like that because, again, I think, like, as a, a film, just visually, I, I thought it was really well shot. I mm-hmm. thought it was really well yeah. done. But, yeah, the dialogue was, eh. Um, but then going back to your cargo shorts analogy, as, as you're talking about, like, <laughs> no, cause it was actually good in spite of the fact that cargo shorts, that it was good. Um, so you're talking about it, like, politically and, and the effects that it's had in the dialogue that that's caused, and uh, in saying that it is what it is to each person watching it. Mm-hmm. So for me, the takeaway was more on the mental health yeah. aspect, and so I found that very interesting. So, i like, towards the end, especially, like, um, and the the people I saw it with, we were saying how we were kind of, like, smiling for him when he had all these crowds cheering. And then you kind of sit there and you're like, oh, fuck, like, I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm gross. This, this murderer, yeah, who's, yeah. like, getting people to endorse him. And then it's just, like, so that whole, and and, and his, like, laughing, crying thing, right? Mm-hmm. How, um... Yeah, like, when, when he's, like, laughing and then crying at the same time. And that's how I felt. Because, like, in your brains, like, laughter and crying are very, very close, which yeah. is why we, you know, cry when we laugh and, and vice versa. And so, like, that whole thing, it was just, like, getting me thinking about all of that. I was, like, I felt like him in that I was, like, kind of uncomfortably laughing at things that were making me really, like... Nervous and scared and unsettled, but then also I don't know. It was just like it got me thinking. No, you know what? I get
0: that, and I think it's interesting that you said that the 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 end was the weaker part for you because that was the stronger Mm -hmm. part for me, Mm -hmm. where he like actually like becomes Joker and like starts like monologuing like dumb BS. Like Mm -hmm. the kind of grosser it got, the more I kind of enjoyed it, Mm -hmm. which is why I texted you guys like I'm gonna sound like a psycho on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. like. I felt like it was actually finally leaning in to be about something. Yeah. yeah. And so I liked that. Like, I liked seeing the ultimate resolution of, like, because, like, we've seen him turn this dial up the yeah. whole movie and then to finally get the release from it, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so I liked that. I liked that it felt like network. I know, you know, it, I know a lot of people are comparing it to, like, early Scorsese movies like Taxi Driver and, and King, King Comedy, Comedy, which I rewatched the week of this movie coming out because i love that movie and Mm. Kristen hadn't seen it and Kristen was like whoa is is this going to be a shot for shot remake of king of comedy because this feels like exactly the movie we're about to see and it wasn't i actually Mm. didn't see as much king of comedy in it as a lot of people did i saw more of network in Mm -hmm. it i don't know if you guys have seen network but, yeah, so it reminded me more of the end right. slash climax mm-hmm. of Network than that of King of Comedy. Because in King of Comedy, he kidnaps the host and, um, uh, like, be forces the host to make him the host for the mm-hmm. night. Right. So, you know, that was, that was the thing. is like Joker wants to be on the show present with him so he can, spoilers, kill Robert De Niro's character. Yeah. Um, and that even drew on, like, a real life thing. I don't remember his name, um... Do, have you guys heard of the, the he was like a, a some sort of legislator that killed himself on live tv yeah mm-hmm. oh. okay um there's a video of it it's horrible it don't don't look it up um but that's what that reminded me of it, yeah. it almost drew more from that because i unfortunately have seen that video and um the dude kind of he he gets up and starts to i think he was caught in some sort of scandal and he basically admits to it and then just pulls out a gun really oh, fast geez. and shoots himself in the chin mm. yeah. which like we see arthur doing like right. he's practicing on himself right and i was like oh this is like the senator mm. i saw way more of that sure. than than king of comedy because king of comedy the guy is literally chasing that fame yeah mm-hmm. and joker doesn't care if he lives or dies in this situation like he mm. just makes even his choice to kill robert de niro almost feels like it's on the fly after he gets grilled by him right yeah. so it that's Kind of points towards it being about nothing because he makes these sort of, like, id-based decisions. Yes. Which is good, but then you get the dialogue, which is not present for Joaquin, but then, like, he gets beat up by the kids at the beginning of the movie, and they're, like, saying, beat him up. Yeah, there's, like, some very, like, on-the-nose dialogue.
2: Like, throughout the entire movie, this like, I'm explaining what I'm doing currently. Kind (laughs) of, like, in action. Um, yeah which like you just like leave it for like the notes like outside of the
0: actual dialogue you yeah. know beat him up. they're literally going yeah <laughs> beat him up beat him up and it's like yeah that's what we're doing guys right. like and stuff like that and then him getting the video of a random open mic in 1981 yeah. like there's so many things that feel like they are shoved in there to particularly be put into a 2019 context right. that like it's the 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 fact that that technology like think about that think about what technology was widely available in 1981 and why the hell anyone would have recorded that stand-up right right Of just like unknown comedians right like no one's gonna drop into that open mic it was clearly amateur like viral
1: videos yeah
0: like it goes viral but half yeah (laughs) Yeah. There's no mm. reason for it to go viral outside of the fact that even though it's in 1981, they want the movie to be about ni- 2019. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that was stupid. I was like, how did they even get this yeah, it, v- it's video? It's and- just
2: purely to go and set up the conflict at the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's very plot driven. Yeah. And you can feel the like machinations of the plot mm-hmm. driving this scene happening this particular way because they yeah. wanted to get to this particular result.
0: Well, and because of that, you get these long scenes of him laughing and dancing and mugging in the mirror. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get yeah. it. He can act. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Some of them went on a little too long with that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was down with it, like, when it did that, because that was the strongest stuff in the movie was his acting. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that dialogue. It was yeah. kind of right. decent acting. Yeah. And it, I think the movie did a really good job of conveying, like, a mood and a texture. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, maybe it wasn't in service of anything, which is like when you, I think when you dig down into it, this movie, it really wasn't about anything. It's like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, but man, do they think it is? Oh yeah. 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 Man, did everyone else think it yeah. is as well. <laughs> I think this may be part of the reason why, like I left it feeling like that really wasn't about much. And I was I got more angry with it, like, afterwards mm-hmm. than I was, like, while I was watching it. Sure. Yeah. I felt like I got, like, sold, like, a bill of goods mm-hmm. that, like, really yeah. didn't, like, deliver. Uh-huh. <laughs> See,
0: I was okay with it the more I thought about it. Yeah. Because I was like, well, neither is the Joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so yeah. i like that idea i just don't think it was that well executed sure. because i think there's a way to make it about nothing like there's a way to be very nihilist the coen brothers do that crap all the oh, time yeah. Oh, yeah. like the coen brothers movies are like nothing mm. is
2: good yeah
0: crap. <laughs> but they're like some of my favorite filmmakers you yeah. know like um there's a way to do it. a taxi driver even mm. you know like that's that's a descent into madness that's real great and joaquin phoenix performance in this movie is wonderful but mm. It's not given anything else. So yeah. it, it kind of exists in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's... Now that you guys are saying it, and <laughs> I think about it, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I, can, I, you can feel the no, way No, I do, still... Yeah. Well, I still think that it was... Like I said, I still think the performance was good. I think the direction was good. But yeah, it's... The more I think about it, it's like, oh, it was like... It was a show about nothing. It was a yeah. movie about nothing. It was like a really um,
2: toothless... Yet, like... Trying to... Portray itself as toothy. Yeah, no, it <laughs> type was like movie. it was like yeah.
0: I made this knife, and then you go to stab someone, and it's just like a pole. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, like, just like, it's like, like a foam arm. knife. <laughs> it's like a foam knife with yeah, point, you know? yeah. And it It's like fold, folds against you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so far this movie yeah. is cargo shorts, a foam knife, <laughs> yeah.
2: broad strokes, and broad yeah. strokes. Yeah. Uh,
0: but going back to the mental health thing, yeah. one of the articles I saw is like. This is why the liberal media hates oh, Joker. Oh, no. And I, it, was, it was the Federalist. I don't know if oh, you read yeah, the um, review. And it was like, if people were nice to Arthur, he wouldn't have done all the murders. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the liberal media hates that. Oh, and I was like, what? How was that the takeaway? One, if they were nice to him, we wouldn't have the movie. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Two... The movie clearly establishes that he has like a lot of childhood trauma that he yeah. has repressed and is coming out in very in unhealthy ways. Yeah. And like yeah, having a better support system would help with that, right. but that's not a guarantee. Like right. he has a lot of issues that he needs to yeah. work through and like if everyone was nice to him, it's not necessary necessarily the case that like Chris Cornell killed himself. Right. You yeah, know, like yeah. yeah. I was just like, what a bizarre takeaway. And I think it shows a lot about what that person thinks about like what mental illness or mental health is. Right. Where it's like, I just be nice to people and they won't have mental health issues. And it's like, well, that's not. Just don't be
1: depressed. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool, you right. (laughs) Get over it. Um that was something again like towards the end when I was thinking about it I'm like why am I smiling for this guy I'm like he's evil I'm like oh but wait he has mental health issues I was like no you know what they can you can be both evil and have mental health issues just like you can you know it's like vice versa and so it's uh, to me again that was like an interesting thing because you hear that so often especially with all the shootings that we've been having where it's like oh they're they're a white terrorist no they just have mental health issues They, they can be both yeah. You can have mental health issues and you can be,
0: you know, a white nationalist. Yeah, and they can people. or cannot be the cause of right, your absolutely. actions, too. Like, I was thinking about this a lot. You know, the, the people, there were people who kind of on the left were like, well, you're empathizing with, like, a psychopath. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, uh, it, yeah, but if you think about it, like, a lot of serial killers have really, like, sympathetic backstories. Yeah. Like, I was listening to the You Must Remember This series that they did on the manson family Mm -hmm. before the quentin once upon a time Mm -hmm. in hollywood came came out (laughs) and um you know he was born into poverty he was born to a mother and father who were career criminals that taught him how to be a criminal he was sent away to a boys camp where he claimed that he was sexually assaulted so often that it became like just sleeping to him Uh You know, like, that sucks. It's Mm -hmm. not a good excuse for what he did. Right. Right. At all. But, Mm. like, that would break anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, the idea of, like, I don't know, why weren't people just nice to this guy? He clearly had an issue. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, but that's not going to solve the issue. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I think a lot of this discussion in our culture it was driven by fears of some people on the left that this is going to be like some incel white person's right. manifesto when they go and shoot somebody up, which I understand, Yeah. but at the same time, that's exactly the kind of thing that the left like mocked back in the 90s was like the religious right yep. freaking out over everything. Rap lyrics are going to cause like <laughs> violence, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it was funny that like, and it means, that was flipped, like mm-hmm. ironic right. that it happened. Yeah. Then the right, like, kind of rallied behind this movie because everything has to be reactionary. Like, oh, if you guys are against this, then I guess we're for it. It's <laughs> for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, and, like, we're claiming it as our own thing. But, like, it really wasn't, like, for them either. Yeah. And so now we're having, like, this stupid discussion or debate that resulted in basically nothing because this movie is toothless and isn't about anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it kind of just makes them both look like fools. Yeah, Unless yeah. really they I'm not
0: sure if they, either of them realize it now. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no one has. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, I'm seeing a lot of high praise for this movie from, mm-hmm. like, kind of just, like, average moviegoer people that I know who, like, but are, like, pretty into films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that either. Yeah. Like, I see people calling it, like, a masterpiece. I'm like, I've seen countless, like, five-star reviews right. on Mutterbox, but... Mm-hmm is pretty good yeah. and I'm done with it. Like, Right. yeah. There is nothing about this movie that lingers with me at all. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for that performance. There's one shot that I love when, right before he stabs the dude in the face mm-hmm. where, and he like looks up where he's like in cruciform across the, the kitchen doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scene was crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I think there are images that are going to stick around yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In it. Um, Wawking Phoenix performance is gonna stick around. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. But at the end of the day, it's probably like a seven out of ten movie for me <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Um I think that's fair. I yeah. think it's just
1: gonna be like for me, maybe it's because I've seen so many bad movies this year that this was one that again, like I left it thinking about something, which mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. And not just like what am I gonna go eat when I go home? Sure. Right. Um, I thought it was visually <laughs> very well done and then I thought the performance was well done. But yeah, I guess like looking at it in a vacuum and not just compared to the shit show of movies that have come out in
3: 2019
1: <laughs> it's like yeah seven out of ten i think is fair yeah. yeah
0: it's like and that's fine Five you know by the way oh yeah oh, no yeah. for sure this is pretty good yeah like it nine. can it can just be pretty good right, right. not everything has to be
2: like love or hate right? yeah you know? yeah yeah
0: and like uh i w- i mean what i will say is i went to bed we we saw it a really it a really late night. We saw it at a nine PM screening, but that's pop oh, up at beauty yeah. yeah, rest. Person. So, <laughs> uh, <p. laughs> yeah, uh, I try to go to matinees, yeah. um, and so I we went to bed like immediately after, and I was thinking about the movie, and Kristen falls asleep like this, mm. so I didn't have anyone to talk to about it, mm. and it invaded my dreams. Like I had a lot of like really kind of disturbing clown based imagery and i'm not afraid of clowns really but i like woke up i only got a few hours of sleep that night and i woke up like kind of like i don't like yeah. like i don't like that headspace that that right. put me in to go to bed on like i needed to have stayed up and like maybe play video games for a minute or yeah. something so i mean that's an effective movie in the yeah. moment but the further from it i get the less i remember about those things yeah so it was like this weird like temporary like almost fugue state that the movie put mm. me in mm. um and I mean, I guess that's ultimately good because that is more than what a lot of movies have made me think about. But, like, if I think about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, I have, like, very specific moments from that movie that I, like, think Mm -hmm. about and still make me laugh or make me smile or make Mm -hmm. me think about something that happened in the movie. So... You know, it doesn't have the staying power with me, right? As, as something like that did, and yeah, I know yeah. it's kind of weird to compare, like Quentin Tarantino, who's like one of the best filmmakers of his generation, to right. like, Top Phillips, <laughs> but <laughs> right. but he, people people <laughs> are using the same kind of language yeah. around both movies, mm-hmm. um, and that's weird to me.
1: It's just a sensationalist society, like you're saying. Everything is you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gonna cause insults to come shoot up every theater. It's mm-hmm. just it's like, no, nah, this is a
2: screw you to liberals and Wall Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, it's not really that yeah. either. And, yeah, um, I think what people are really responding to. I mean, I can't obviously impute my thoughts on other people, but I think a lot of people are responding to the texture of this movie, which is that. It feels like a 10 out of 10 movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It looks like one. Well, that's, yeah, it's just aping all these early Scorsese movies, right? Right. And like, like, the visceral reaction you have to that is like, wow, this feels like an important movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Because it's not. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, Zazzy Beats. Yeah. What the heck? Like, Mm kind of cool. I kind of liked that. Little too fight clubby. Yes. Yeah. For some
2: reason, I felt like I knew that was going to happen, so that, mm. like, revelation did not affect
0: me at all. I wasn't surprised by it. Like, yeah. I tucked yeah. it away in the back, so when it happened, I was like, huh.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was more surprised by Thomas Wayne being the dad. I think I, when I saw it in the note, I was like, huh. Yeah. And that was the only thing in the movie that I was like, huh. so.
0: Yeah, that was kind of ambiguous, though, like, I... Yeah. Because it was, it just said TW, like, that could be either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um... Yeah, that was the Zazzy Beat stuff I I think is kinda weird to cast like a named person for yeah. that. Like mm. it's very functional role. Mm. <laughs> she didn't yes. get much to do. No. Yeah. Um and that honestly was the most it recalled king of comedy because mm. De Niro in that does actually have a relationship for a little bit until she realizes he's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um with with a woman who's like Quite a bit younger than him, mm-hmm. um, so that was it was kind of that was where I was like, oh, this is like King of Comedy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw more like Fight Club, Taxi Driver, and Network. I saw a lot of Taxi Driver. I mean, even no, the yeah, right. even the 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 scene with Zazie beats in the mm-hmm. elevator when she mocks Shooter. Yes. oh yeah, that's straight out of Taxi, taxi Driver. Yeah. Um. I need you guys to help me solve a mystery though. Is Martin Scorsese he not an executive producer on this movie? He's not. Okay. So I, I thought he, he dropped out was, He So oh. he was at yeah. one point. They're, they're recording okay. him or he
2: dropped out or something like that. Okay, so yes. he was like, attached to this yeah. okay. At one point, yes. Okay.
0: Because I kept saying that leading up to the yeah. movie and then I found yeah. out that it was not. Right. Bradley Cooper's a producer on it, though. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, she's buds with Todd Phillips. Yeah, Todd right, Phillips. Right. Todd Phillips is a producer on was Star Zach is Born. Was that
1: also? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Todd Phillips did produce a Star is Born though. So okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Because I was like, interesting. The the whole lead... I, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because this is a non-traversy. Yeah. But like the like Scorsese saying he didn't like. Like the Marvel movies, I was like, "I got bad news, man. You kind of made a comic book movie." Oh, (laughs) okay. I don't know if you knew this or not. (laughs) I'm
2: pretty sure that's the reason why he didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the thing too. Is yeah, it's like it feels like it's important, but then by the end, it just kind of feels like another comic book movie. And I don't know if that's because we like they jammed in like Batman, like 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 Batman happening.
2: So I don't, I don't know. Speaking of that, I actually felt like the cramming in the Batman mythology stuff was the worst part about it. Like, I mm. didn't like that, actually. I thought that the movie could have been fine without having the Waynes involved at all. And you know, without having Thomas Wayne be killed as directly a, resu- right. a result of the riots that the Joker kind of helps incite. I don't know, I just felt like the movie was good enough as it was without being like a original story for the Wayne family.
1: I didn't know it was going to be. Everything that, well, I mean, I didn't read a ton beforehand, but, like, the stuff I had read, I thought that it wasn't going to be super comic booky. that it was going to be more of just this man's, like, descent into madness. And so when they had little Bruce, and he's, like, touching his face, which I thought was weird, I was like, why are you That's allowing like, this, it's, child? It's
0: for Cape, It's from Cape Fear, another oh. Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. Another like, DeMiro-starring Scorsese movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, that makes more sense. Um, but, yeah, I was like, oh, I don't... I don't love this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm glad. Thank God there was no like Harley Quinn of any kind or anything sure. like that. But
2: yeah, I read someone who was like, I, I wish that this the psychiatrist lady that he was talking to in so the movie it was, was gonna, gonna be like Harley Quinn. I'm like, no, nothing like.
0: <laughs> I so that was one of my favorite shots in the movie too. Yeah. where <laughs> they like subtly hinted that he had killed her. Oh yeah, And like with that. the bloody yeah. f- yeah. reference, I, I was lot. like, ooh, that's yeah. good yeah. filmmaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: yeah. Uh, please, uh, I don't wish, shore, please don't show her. Please don't show her. I at wish the movie had done more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like even the Zazie beats, I didn't feel too strongly about this, but I know there's been a lot of criticism about how, after you realize that she, that he wasn't in a relationship right. with her at all, mm-hmm. they go and cut back to all the times he saw her yeah. and like she wasn't really there kind of thing. Yeah. And it was a little on the nose being like, hey, like like you see, she wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I almost wish they hadn't right. done it that. It would have hit a lot harder, I think. Yeah. yeah and I, I think
0: that the audience that is this movie courted would have gone with it. Right. They would have gotten
2: gotten it. Yeah, I think there should have been a little bit more trust into the audience on Mm -hmm. some of these things. I agree. Um, But yeah, that part at the end of the thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. My problem with them shoving in the Batman stuff is it makes me think about other movies and other Mm -hmm. things other than this movie. Mm -hmm. It also makes me go and think about I don't feel like this Joker could go toe-to-toe with Batman. Like, he, he like, seems like an idiot. <laughs> you yeah, know? he's like, a real like, dumb dude. Like, like everything that happened that worked in his favor is just out of pure dumb luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, the introduction of the Batman stuff makes me go and think about, all right, well, like, 20 years from now, like, did 20-year-old, 30-year-old Bruce go and fight, like, 60-year-old Joker? 60-year-old Joker, Joker. Oh, yeah. Jo- yeah. Joker, yeah. I- I- like, moron. Like, you know he's what? Like, not a mastermind. Yeah,
0: friend. I... I actually kind of liked the Batman stuff, which mm-hmm. I, is weird because I didn't think I would. Um, I knew Thomas Wayne was going to be in it. I yeah, was actually I supposed too, to be yeah. Alec Baldwin. Originally. Yeah, I would have kind of liked that. I think he would have been a great Thomas Wayne, yeah, especially for this so kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, assholey Thomas Wayne. He yeah. would have been great. Um, and I, I did like that. Like, it was like, oh, he wasn't necessarily the, like, stand-up dude that he has always been for Gotham. And so um, the reason I was okay with the Batman stuff is Joker didn't kill Martha and Thomas I liked that. Yes. And I like the idea of Joker then becoming an almost Batman-like symbol Mm -hmm. that people start taking the mantle up of. That is reminiscent of sort of the Grant Morrison run on Mm -hmm. Batman in the comics, which is a little in the weeds. But I like the idea of like this, like, just like all of this starts with just like some dumb asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of, like, and now we've got to, like, and now he's had this stupid decade-long influence on our on our our city, mm-hmm. and the idea of, like, people taking up them, and so, like, future people being Joker. Right. Um, because he did have, like, a very public kind of coming out. Yes. You know, by, by monologuing on TV. So, I kind of like thinking of it from that angle. Mm-hmm. I also... And especially because it fe- it feels like this Gotham feels like you could start Batman Begins right after it, right, and it would feel kind of similar. Yeah, in terms of the griminess and yeah. everything. Yeah. So I kind of liked that. Now, mm-hmm. where they go with this, we'll see. I hope it's just kind of a one off. I really yeah. hope it's a one off.
1: I read something that he's open to a sequel. I don't want that. That would be sequel. surprising to me.
0: I don't see Joaquin Phoenix wanting to do a sequel to this yeah. movie. Yeah, he <laughs> says he I does. Know. Does he yeah. really?
2: Yeah, what he this he's saying is correct. Yeah. He said he was open to doing it. That's bizarre to me.
0: At yeah. first
1: I heard that he only took it... Because he didn't want to be did, exactly. walked
0: into like a Marvel movie yeah. and contract.
1: But then recently I just read that he's, he's open to a sequel. And I'm bizarre. like, no.
0: That's real weird to me.
2: Well, I think the thing is, is that Marvel they lock you into the multi film contract from the start right this like it sounds like he signed times. on to like one movie and right. then if he hears a good enough idea then he can go and get sure. on another one yeah. so yeah, it's kind of contingent on whether or not he likes the pitch but I don't really see anywhere else for this Joker no. to go no. like that's Getting back to my, like, Batman thing, mm-hmm. which is yeah. that, like, he's not a mastermind. I don't, like, yeah. I don't really see him progressing from here and, like, really coming up with any crazy schemes. Yeah. And I feel like it's would just be like a Looney Tunes movie where he just, like, looks into killing more people yeah. at that point. I don't know. I just don't feel like it's very compelling. He was more sick here.
1: than evil. He was, like, ambivalently evil. Right. It's yeah. like, oh, I accidentally killed you. That was kind of cool. Right. Not yeah. like, I'm an evil mastermind. I'm going to do this. It's like, ah, I guess that's, like, a cool hobby to have. So.
0: Yeah.
2: Which gets to my kind of maybe ultimate criticism of this movie, which is that it's basically like a crazy person movie, like a Joker thing slapped on it. Yeah. Mm. And you can either look at it as a good thing or maybe they like let some average Joes get interested in it who wouldn't have watched this type of movie ever, you know, otherwise. But I also kind of feel like it was a little bit cynical marketing where they're basically just making a different kind of movie Mm. and it really doesn't have anything to do with Joker. Yeah. Batman really. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that would have been a better movie in some ways if it hadn't felt like it needed to be comic book rooted. Mm. So I'm a little ambivalent on that aspect
0: of it. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I don't know. I I like that angle of like, just, I like the idea of it. If it stays a one-off, I Mm -hmm. like it more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think that's, that's the big thing. Um, you guys think the end was real?
2: Like, people cheering them on and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, oh.
0: Um, I did think about that.
2: I guess my argument against that huh. being real is the movie, like, very clearly, like, showed you the times where it wasn't real mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. had, you know, an almost smash cut to reality yeah. kind of moment, and then it didn't do it with this, so it makes me think that maybe it was real. I would like to kind of think that, like, all that was in his head, people cheering him on, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that would be more appropriate. But I feel like the movie makes it kind of clear that it probably was real.
1: I I thought it was. It hadn't even occurred to me that it wouldn't be, but now that you say it, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but, no, I I think that it was. Yeah, I think for the same reasons, just because they didn't tend to trust us in other times when he had hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah,
2: If they had given some sort of visual clue or something like that yeah. to go on, maybe I'd be more willing to go with it. Or maybe if the movie ended there with, mm-hmm. like, the people cheering them on, but then it goes mm-hmm. and sees him in Arkham or, you know, whatever, some sort of psych ward yeah. um, at the end. It continues on from there, and it kind of makes it seem like whatever happened there was real right. to me. I don't know.
0: So, uh, I think it was fake. Okay. And, Here's why. There's there's this big one, the King of Comedy influence. So King of Comedy has this famous debate over the, whether or not the ending is real. So yeah, uh, spoilers for like the 40 year old movie. Uh, Rupert Pupkin kidnaps Jerry Langford, forces him to make him the host of his show uh, for the night. And then uh lets him go, but gets arrested because he kidnapped a man and threatened mm. him with a deadly weapon. Goes and does time in jail because he did not physically assault him necessarily. He didn't beat him up. Mm. He didn't shoot him anything like that comes out writes a book while he's in prison comes out and is like really famous after Mm -hmm. um and then the movie ends with this shot of Rupert Pupkin having his own tv show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of debate on whether or not like all of that stuff is real or not I think most of it is real because that's a hundred percent what would happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) um where uh and I would say even even in 2019 the end with him having his own TV show would be real. It would just be a podcast. Um, but in, so I think that the, the end of King of Comedy is real until he walks out on stage. Like I think he doesn't get his own TV show. I think that is part of his fantasy Mm -hmm. mainly because it looks like another fantasy he has early in the movie. Um, But I also think if this movie is paying some sort of homage to King of Comedy, it's going to do the same thing with the ending, Mm -hmm. uh, which is to be ambiguous. Now, I do think there is a clue that hints towards it being maybe more fake, being real until it's not. Uh So I think it's real until he does get kind of saved mm-hmm. um from the followers and mm-hmm. my clue for that is the needle drop that happens at the beginning of the scene which mm-hmm. is white room by cream yeah which talks about in the white room with black curtains mm-hmm. right no gold pavements tired mm-hmm. starlings like it's very like psychedelic yeah. and then we cut to him in a white room that's kind of blacked out so mm-hmm. that was my thought is like we're entering a sort of blend of fantasy and yeah, reality. Like okay. reality yeah um which leads me to we got to unless your name is Edgar Wright Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese <laughs> stop yeah. with the needle drops man yeah there's a needle drop in this movie that is the dumbest thing mm-hmm. I've seen since Suicide Squad well the dumbest
2: thing since it since chapter it two. chapter two <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs>
0: So, in this movie, there's the scene in the trailer where he's dancing on the steps. Uh, I was
2: just about to go and talk about that.
0: And it's playing Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. hmm Go ahead.
2: No, you go ahead.
0: So, the thing about that... Joker was molested as a child. Arthur was molested as a child. Mm-hmm. Gary Glitter is a convicted pedophile. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in jail right now. Yeah. yeah. For being a pedophile and in charge of child pornography. And usually I can see the art from the artist argument. However, this was clearly put in there to call to mind the fact that Gary Glitter is a convicted pedophile. Mm. Like, it it felt like if you know, you know. And Mm. I was like, gross and weird movie. (laughs) Gross and weird.
2: I just didn't like it because it didn't feel like it fit tonally. It was also stupid. Yeah. Like, I feel like the orchestral score in the movie had been so good up until that (laughs) point. Just like, put the, Pin the put like the bow on top of that scene where he's becoming Joker with the good orchestral arrangement of whatever they've been working towards yeah, throughout yeah. the entire film without resorting to a needle drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like it took the air out of the room of that scene. It really bothered me actually mm-hmm. hearing that song in there because I felt like it had been built into something and then they do this really on the nose kind of weird song right yeah. Yeah, with
1: the source music. And yeah, same thing with Angel of the Morning. It's just stop putting, yeah, trust your composers, just have a good sound. Well, and they
0: they had the they had the score written before the movie. Mm. Which is weird. Yeah. Huh? So... How? So he gave the composer the script, yeah. and she wrote the score based huh. on the script, and then... That's kind of cool. Todd Phillips would play the score while they were filming. Yeah. Mm. So that... Because his idea was, like, he wanted the score to kind of infect the sets. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And he wanted Joaquin's dancing to be a reaction to the score, not the other way around.
3: Okay.
2: Um, I like that. And actually, I can kind of feel that. Yeah. yeah I was actually... Really digging how the score was, like, reacting to yeah. him. That's mm-hmm. it. because he was reacting to the score. Huh. That's cool. I like that. That is yep. cool. Yeah. It makes yep. me appreciate some of that a little bit more.
0: Also, that takes a hell of a composer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. <laughs> yes. um, um. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce her name, but she's pretty good. I think she, didn't she contribute to
2: the Chernobyl series, I think, I read Yes. That? Yes, yeah. she Ooh, did, okay. which also yeah. had pretty good haunting music. It mm-hmm. did.
0: Yep. Um. Hmm. But yeah, that Gary Glare thing, I was like, Mm-mm. I was like, nah, fam. That, yeah. Like, this ain't it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both as a needle drop and like the, like the idea of it just felt to me very like if you know he's a pedophile, like that's mm-hmm. why we put it in here and mm-hmm. that felt like gross like that was that was like uh, no that's like actually gross like this isn't like i'm having a fun gross you know like like when he stabs the dude i was like gross right you know (laughs) and the dwarf can't get out and it's like i'm
1: laughing but i'm nervous yeah Yeah. Yeah. like that was just
0: like unsettling and you're like it felt like a like a theme park right Right, right, which to quote martin's Scorsese, i guess but it, it did feel like uh like, oh, like, that was, like, a yeah. fun little, like, jump scare almost. Yeah, and so, even though we knew it was coming because we saw him with that. But the, sure. the needle drop, I was like, gross, not, yeah. not okay. And then the other thing I thought was stupid was, um, the movie the Waynes were coming out of. I don't know if you guys saw Uh, it. uh I did. It it was where it was. No, it was, blo- oh, that was stupid, too. <laughs> the, so... I read it initially... I didn't think about the place they were at being a multiplex, but it said, like, they were showing Blowout and Zorro the Gay Blade. Yeah. And
2: so... And Batman Zorro, kind of. Yeah, so, well...
0: So, I thought it was a double feature of Blowout and Zorro the Gay Blade, not, Mm. like, these are two movies playing at a a movie theater, because it looks like they're coming out of a movie house. Mm. Right. And so, I was like, one, that's a stupid double feature. Two, why did they take their nine-year-old to see Blowout? That would be super <laughs> R-rated. And so uh, then I, someone pointed out, like that's one of the movies they're showing there. So they were there seeing Zorro the Gay Blade right. because canonically uh, and meta canonically, I think uh, Batman was inspired by Zorro. Mm. More canonically within the the, the Batman mythos, t- Martha and Thomas Wayne got killed taking. Uh, Bruce to see The Mark of Zorro mm-hmm. in 1940. And so, <clears throat> Zorro the Gay Blade is a quasi-sequel to The Mark of Zorro. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, more of, like, a comedy with, like, a real weird gay... Like, he's, like, gay in it. So it's, like, a new oh. guy is becoming Zorro, but he's, like, super flamboyant, like, he's got, like, a, like, a, like, a white costume with, like, all kinds of fringe on yeah. it, and he's, like, super flamboyantly gay, it's bizarre, like, what? Really? Yeah.
2: It wasn't just, like, gay as in happy. Yeah, as no, no, it was, like, is, like Zorro
0: the homosexual blade oh, is what? weird.
2: Huh.
0: huh. They did that huh. back then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so they took, they took Bruce Wayne to see Zoro the gay blade, and I was, like, he could have picked a different movie. That's real stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's real stupid. Mm. Uh, the Charlie Chaplin thing I did, I did think was stupid, too. Mm. Because it was like, hey, it's, it's a physical performance. And mm. like he's doing a physical performance. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I understand. Mar-a- and they did, like, the... You know what they didn't do, which I appreciated. They did my favorite scene from Modern Times, which is him roller skating on the edge of the second floor of the mall instead Mm. of him going through the gears which would have been the most on the nose Mm. um but yeah most of the like pop culture-y stuff was kind of bad Mm. in the movie
2: yeah yeah once again broad strokes man the broad strokes (laughs) of it were good
0: yeah the details not so much yeah not so much (laughs) and even like the dudes like knowing all the words to send in the clowns yeah. That
1: was one of the most unbelievable that took me out. <laughs> I was like, no. I call bullshit because I'm a theater <laughs> major and I don't know all the words of yeah. Sin and the Clowns and I've heard it a billion and a half yeah. times. Yeah. Like, how is this jackass on the train singing Sin and the Clowns right now? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm watching a film at this point. I'm gone. My suspension of disbelief is not here. Yeah, yeah, there's a
0: lot of
2: that in the movie, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Anytime it tries to do that. And then it ends with it and Kristen just went, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it wasn't fun like in, like in Crawl. Uh, like Crawl ends with a song called See Ya Later Alligator and mm-hmm. that made me laugh. Like that was one of my favorite jokes right. of the year. Uh, but that that was like yeah of course that happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyway do you guys have anything else to say about Joker? Uh,
1: I, again I think it's better it, film wise it was better film than a lot of things I've seen but ultimately eh.
2: it was a good experience. Yeah there you go empty feeling um i will say i did appreciate them attempting this movie yeah i remember like three years ago or something like that we were bagging hard. oh yeah it was it's the worst idea yeah Yeah. it's a terrible idea yeah Yeah. um man we were not fans of it and i was like todd phillips making this type of movie (laughs) yeah and i like the hangover yeah yeah um
1: they're funny but not Joker. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't think he had it in him, Mm-mm. so I appreciate them attempting this. Yeah, sure. Um, we not a very good segue to get to China talk, but um, I'm gonna go for it. Like in an era where we seem to be like commodifying all of our stuff and making it safer and safer for like other countries or mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, the fact that we kind of made made like an edgy movie and maybe it's a little edge lordy for the <laughs> sake of it. Um.
0: That movie would wear a fedora. Oh yeah, it is, it's like hot topic material <laughs> movie, for the films. next twenty years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said,
2: we don't have a lot of that anymore, especially mm-hmm. in the superhero sphere. So I will take, you know, uh, an even kind of toothless take on it um, over some Marvel movies. Yeah. It was at least interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, I think. <sighs> I am interested in this DC model that we kind of have set up mm-hmm. where it's like kind of one-offs for yes. now. Yep. They're like one-offs until they decide to make them uh, franchises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kind of hope they just kind of keep... And even though I want like a sequel to Shazam because I think there's like a really yeah. good organic setup to that movie. Also, it's one of my favorite movies. I really liked that it movie. Was good. Yeah. Um, it, like, I th- but I just want that to exist as like the Shazam franchise. Like I right. don't... I think that DC is benefiting by not following a mm-hmm. cinematic universe mm-hmm. model they're, they're the quality of their movies has greatly increased mm-hmm. yeah. since that mm-hmm. um even like aquaman for as like terrible as it is like there's some legit amazing looking stuff in that movie like mm-hmm. it looked really cool on my big tv that was it but that was kind of more than i could say for any of these other yeah. dcu movies mm-hmm. um so yeah. you gotta start somewhere um yeah, I hope they just kind of abandon it and then just do like weird one-off BS like this. Like Yeah. J- I, it's cool. It's I think it's I think it's cool even it, even if it's like a conversation piece and I'm glad we got the conversation we got out of this because mm-hmm. I didn't know if we would because of how about nothing the movie is. Sure. Yeah. Um but I do think that it did ultimately prove its worth over the course of this conversation mm-hmm. as a piece to become conversed with because mm-hmm. uh or conversed over I should say. Because of how different it is from a lot of the other comic booky stuff yeah, that we've yeah. seen. Um, I like that we, we have a movie that looked like this, you know, mm-hmm. like,
2: in this day and age. Yeah, for sure. I mean, how many movies try to go and emulate looking like a 70s movie these yeah. days? Yeah, yeah. Once again, I go and compare that to, like, Marvel, where they have a very bland, like, house template, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. house formula, house, house style. Sorry, yeah. that's the word I've been looking for, like, three times now. Um, <laughs> it across all of their films yeah. and then this could actually look different and yeah. i appreciate that dc is allowing this kind of differentiation to happen well mm-hmm. even shazam like thematically yeah.
0: it gets really into like the 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 foster care thing right. and mm-hmm. yeah like that's pretty heavy stuff yeah. and yeah. it handles yeah, it so yeah. gracefully yeah so gracefully mm-hmm. uh, it's li- arguably like one of the best like movies about foster care and orphans that i've ever seen yeah. which is weird to say I, idea, yeah. <laughs> um but there's there's something about that story that i really like and i like that it wasn't afraid to take a chance of like yeah, your mom doesn't care about it. like sometimes people. Yeah, suck, yeah. Like, it wasn't like she got rid of him for good reasons. Right? Yeah, like no, that. she was yeah. like, "Sorry, I'm a shitty person." Yeah, yeah. and I'm still that way.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm going back to my abusive boyfriend. Yeah, yes. that's yeah. so
0: dark. Yeah. yeah, but the movie doesn't make it feel that way. Mm-hmm. But it's it also doesn't underplay it either. It doesn't yeah. just sweep that under the rug. But wood. it felt real.
1: Yeah, like yep I know people like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we all have. Like mm. ever you've heard stories like this feels so real. And yeah. like I really appreciated that about that. I think that's why it's one of my favorite movies of the year, because I was like, I have not seen this in like yeah. any movie recently, any major studio movie especially. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, I I really like what DC's doing, even if I don't necessarily like the the end product mm. as much. Sure. I think they should really pursue this like you Got a weird take on that? Go for it, right? Yeah, um, and you can make these movies. Like, what's what was the cost of Joker? Oh, it's like 50 million or yeah. something. Oh, wow, it's not yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have a
2: better turn return on investment from all these. Oh, little for sure. it 300 for sure.
0: million dollars. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, well, oh, here's the other thing about this too we've seen enough tr- like traditional takes on Batman, oh, yeah, yeah, and like the Joker mm-hmm. and all these things. Like mm-hmm. They can have fun with it now. Like yeah, everyone I mean, understands like what the baseline concept of these things are. Yeah. This isn't like um, Star Wars where you like mess around with like fundamental characters. Right. Yeah. And, and like to me, they're ruined because <laughs> we, we don't have like a lot of takes on them besides the movies they that ruin, we get. Yeah. You know. And but like this, they can have fun with it because there's like a million movies already about these mm-hmm. guys. There's a million cartoons. There's a million comic reboots about yeah. these yeah.
0: people. So. You can do some weird stuff with it. Yeah. It's it's kind of freeing, actually. I mean, even Birds of Prey, which doesn't look great to Mm me, except um what am I gonna do? Not watch you and McGregor chew the scenery. Yeah. Um I think it's interesting that they just kinda like wrote (laughs) Jared Leto out. And they're like, uh bye. (laughs) And like it's gonna be about Harley, which we like that's yeah ostensibly connected to the joker but it's all about her not being connected to the joker and Mm -hmm. that's interesting like that's an Mm -hmm. interesting take on that character and yeah it's happened in the in the comics or whatever but we haven't seen that in the movie we haven't seen a lot of harley in movies anyway so like Give me that! And, like, it looks like they're really divorcing themselves from the connection that that character has to the first Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting the Suicide Squad, which looks like it's super divorcing itself from the connection it has to this yeah. the original Suicide Squad, even if Joel Kinnaman's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta you, cut out the heart! <laughs> <laughs> In this. <Yeah. laughs> uh, this! This is, is Katana. Katana! She's got my back! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I... you know and and it seems like they're not franchising most of this stuff Mm -hmm. like james gunn's gonna go do this movie then he's gonna turn around and go do guardians 3 right you know like that's weird i did not think i would see the day where they would have a crossover director like that especially with like they're gonna be back to back for him Mm -hmm. Like he's gonna make this movie and then he's gonna go make guardians 3 right after yeah Yeah. um so keep keep on doing it dc i think it's real interesting and cool and like fun to talk about and see like Mm -hmm. it's refreshing even if it's not the best thing like keep rolling the dice i think that's a good it's it's made you more money than the rest of the dcu has Mm -hmm. yeah it's smart business you put something out that's like that seems weird yeah that's worth my ten dollars yeah i don't know i think i think it's a good idea yeah they're not marvel
1: and they need to stop trying to be because that's clearly what's working
0: yeah and even by all accounts that that swamp thing show is supposed to be really good and like scary Mm -hmm. like it's like a horror thing that's like r-rated horror like body horror and stuff which the comic book is and you know the fact that they're willing to go that direction with their characters is great it got caught up in some like weird tax stuff from where it filmed Mm -hmm. oh yeah and so it only lasted like they ended up they ended up losing like 60 million dollars Um, because of, like, some weird stuff that happened, and so they got canceled after one season, Mm. which sucks, because Swamp Thing's my second favorite comic book character, and now I don't even want to watch this first season, because I know it's a... set. And they're doing, like, they're doing some weird stuff, man. Some weird stuff happens in the Swamp Thing comic books. Like, uh, his girlfriend has sex with him by eating a psychedelic sweet potato. (laughs) (laughs) Then she gets pregnant. Wait. A swamp thing, psychedelic, sweet potato, baby. What? Yeah.
1: It's like trying to explain Lars and the real girl to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, this, this you is people weirder. are messed this is weirder. up.
1: That's Alan Moore, man.
0: <clears throat> Alan huh. Moore. Um, but the, I want to see that. Like, yeah. not that yeah. necessarily. Like, but I want to okay, see, like, the... <laughs> see psychedelic sweet potato sex. I mean, I've already read it in the comic. Um... <laughs> But I want to see like a, a serious take on Swamp Thing because I think that's cool, and sure. uh, the fact that they were willing to make that—that's a bizarre character that not a lot of people read. Is, is, is the kid's name Spud? <laughs> I hate you. That <laughs> was very yes. upsetting. <laughs> they referred I'm to him a... as a tot. <laughs> Get <All> right. Out. <laughs> I'm done with you. Uh yeah, we'll be back soon. To talk about Zombieland. Are we talking about Zombieland? What we're doing? Oh uh, yeah, yeah sure. I'm seeing it. Yeah, doesn't Um, uh, so <laughs> join us for maybe just me and Missy talking about because <laughs> I'm definitely seeing it. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah. Until next time, our bones are our money. Happy spooky yes. season. <laughs>